everybody. Uh, my name is Chris Newer. I am the host of the Racers Place podcast. Today is our first episode, and we're going to be uh, interviewing six-time IndyCar champ Scott Dixon. Uh, he's got 54 wins. 54, uh, five now. 55 wins. Sorry. He's here. Uh, <laughs> that's 2008 Indy 500 winner. He's the husband to Emma and the proud father of Poppy Tilly and Kit. Uh, welcome to the Racers Place podcast. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, just a quick thing. So we're filming this before the last race of the season, but the championship got clinched yeah. uh, last week to your teammate Alex. Yep. Um, when the season's over, we're all leaving Laguna Seca. What are you doing? Uh, Emma and I actually go, yeah, it's actually it's kind of weird. You're not really, I'm not really fighting for anything this weekend, apart Just from the race win. win, which makes it nice and simple and kind of cool. And same for, for Alex as well. Um, we can definitely try to help Marcus Ericsson as well in, in, in the points there. He's still got a fairly tight, tight battle there. Same with uh, Armstrong for Rookie of the Year. Uh, but kind of weird going into a championship finale where I'm in no man's land. I can't be third or I can't be first. So, um, which is which is definitely pretty interesting. But yeah, we go. I think uh, a couple of days post ranch in Big Sur, which we oh, always yeah. try to do. And then um, I think I have to text test in Texas maybe on the Wednesday for Armstrong's rookie orientation. And then there's a two-day test in St. Louis, Thursday, Friday. I'm skipping that one. I'm going to England, actually, for, I think, Jimmy Johnson's birthday. He's moved to England now. He um, did? Yeah, so that's, that's uh, they're having, like, a out-of-America excursion for, for a year or two. So, yeah, I'll bounce wow. back for his birthday. And then I'm back for some testing at Road America. It's all the hybrid stuff's kicking off pretty heavy. So it's not much of an off-season until you hit November, I think. November's going to be pretty light for, for most of the teams. Okay. Yeah. And then are you going to stay in London for your... Uh, back? It's always back and forth, but yeah. Because of testing. Yeah, exactly. But then uh, we'll be back here for Christmas, and then we've got a ski trip, I think, in January. So, yeah, man. And then, and then, and then it's then time it, for the roar. Yeah, and then it, yeah, exactly. Well, there'll be a load of IMSA testing. Yeah. Hopefully I'm still in that program. I haven't heard anything about that, but <laughs> hopefully <laughs> I'm still part of the, the Cadillac team. All right. Um, first thing I wanted to get through was a review of 2023. Um some of the highlights, some of the lowlights. Like when you look back on this season, obviously, I know because you're a six-time champ, you want the seventh. Yeah. And so it doesn't happen. But second in points, there's 26 guys that would trade with you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, how do you look back on this year? It was definitely a bit of a blah year. I don't know. We just. Um I don't know, second was kind of surprising and, and to not really be challenged for second as well, I think is, is interesting. Um, to kind of have that late run was a lot of fun, but it almost came too late. You know, I think there's, you can always look back at races where, you know, strategy wise or just how, you know, the cautions fell or whatever, we, we, we could have played back and, and done a lot different. Long Beach losing a ton of points, it could have been an easy probably top five or six there. Um, you know, getting crashed out and, you know, what really affects you now is when there was a field of 20, you'd still earn relatively okay points, whereas now if you're, you know, 27th or 28th, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big loss of points. Um, so, yeah, you know, Indy 500 was a bit blah as well. We didn't kind of have the speed. We kind of knew that from early testing days uh, at the Speedway qualifying, you know, second row. It was, it was just uh, one of those things. And then the race, we had the, uh, the issue with the tyre. I think we played the, the long run too much, 
um, Toronto, we didn't pit. You know, you can, you can yeah, yeah. list the, the results, you know, um, or kind of dissect them each. Um, so, yeah, just a bit of an average year, but an average year and finishing second in points and, and obviously, you know, welcoming the, the championship back to Ganassi. Chip's 15th championship um, is, is crazy. Alex is second. Uh, he drove a tremendous season so far, and, and I'm sure he will in, in Laguna as well. But, you know, the 10-car the group just did such a solid job this year. Yeah, and there was a couple times, like, when you watch, I mean, I'm pretty intense on the guys I watch, Alex being one of them. Yeah. Uh, how many things went perfect for them? Yeah. And that's what it takes. I mean, that's how he built that lead and... Yeah. yeah, and I think there was, you know, kind of the, the second through fifth in the championship kind of all had their, you know, bad days or two bad days or whatever it was. And, you know, that, you know, deficit uh, equates pretty quickly. But um, you got to hand it to them too, though. You know, the days where they were maybe off or, you know, missed something in qual or had an issue in qual, you know, they were still able to rebound on strategy. And I've been part of those years, man, where everything you touch just goes so well and... and um, those years are great, man. Yeah. So congrats to them and, and uh, you know, huge credit to the team. So, yeah, it's been exciting. So speaking of Long Beach, yeah, like it's when you look, when you start Googling stuff from 2023 in your name, so obviously, did anything ever come out of you and Pato or? No, like I think there was a, uh, honestly, you know, the racing part is the racing part, but I think, you know, how he dealt with it afterwards was kind of what disappointed me the most and how aggressive he was and how, you know, basically he was not in, in taking any responsibility. Yeah. Um, you know, I've raced him for, for, you know, a few years for sure, and, and we've always had that, you know, that mutual respect, and I don't know, I was kind of lost on that a little bit, but... Um, yeah, we're all good now. You know, it's 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 part of racing, and you know, you do have those crashes. I just felt like in the situation that it didn't have to be that corner. It was either going to be the next. We were in starting to get the degradation of the red tire. He was on the alternate or on the primary tire, which you know was was going to be the long run one to be on. Sure, it wasn't going to be a difficult pass. It's just you know, you don't have to crash guys out to do it. So you know, it's um. Yeah, it was such a late dive, but it came from so far back. You know, I'd already committed to the corner. It's quite a wide entry there. You you know, you, you turn from a long way back. Um, you know, to get to that apex, and I, I saw it, but I couldn't do anything. If I decided to go to the left, I was going to put myself on the tires. So I really had to keep you know trying to drive uh, on the normal line, and uh, hopefully, you know, he was going to kind of back out of it somewhat. But it, it didn't happen, and, wow. and uh, yeah, so that was that was it. All man. right, the other little light. <laughs> No, it's all good. With Will. Oh, uh, So I yeah. want to know, when he's walking towards <laughs> you and he's so mad, like, what is, can you hear what he's saying? Nah, not really. I, well, I'd started to take my helmet off, but I think even backing that up, you know, I just spun and turned 12 and counted a corner. You know, coming out, I kind of wanted to, I knew there were people on fast laps or, you know, it was the start of practice too or whatever, and I knew there were people coming, not some necessarily fast laps, but... You know, kind of looked in the mirror. I could see Grosjean was coming, and then I didn't see anybody else. But you know, later when I watched, you know, he was so close to Grosjean, and then I tried to just get offline just in case. You know, there was somebody coming, or I didn't want to drag a bunch of crap onto the track. And uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, drive straight in in front of uh, Will, and and um, at that point, I felt so bad. You know, yeah. I was in, in in a position where I was just like, my God, I'm so sorry for for that happening. And then when I see it's the twelve, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Here we go. This is going to be uh, this is going to be interesting. And I think before the car was even stopped, you know, he was he was pretty an animated. And um, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. You know, it's, it's a crappy situation to be in, man. I, I didn't want that for the both of us. And, you know, there's at no point want to, to put anybody at a risk of, you know, any of these sessions that you miss now, you're so compromised because of the competition of, of the series. So, yeah, I just felt bad, man. But, uh, yeah. yeah Did you just, guys talk later? Because that would be typical of you. That's the weekend you guys get to ride in a pickup truck together on the pace lap. Like, yeah. Or on the parade lap. It's always normally in the motorhome lot. But even, like, we used to have separate medic cars, right? Because I think there was a story way back when, actually, I think it was Dan Weldon and Danica. Danica punched him or slapped him in the ambulance <laughs> or the medic car. So they, they typically try to split the drivers up. But, um, yeah, he, you know, he pushed me, and I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, had it been a different environment, the aggression may have, may have been a little bit different. But from my point of view, man, I caused that, and I'm like, what? I'm sorry. Like, yeah. even when he was walking up, I'm like, I'm sorry, man, like. You can read your lips. Yeah, like it, it, <laughs> I want, uh, but you can't read his lips. Yeah, so I want to know what he was yelling. Yeah, there was lots of F's, U's, and I think C words and all kinds of stuff. But, <laughs> you know, then you know he gave the push and whatever. You know, I get it. He's he's he was pretty pumped up at the time, and we know how you know animated you know Will can definitely get. But you know, even by the time we got into the medic car, he's like, "Man, I'm so sorry. Oh, he's so he sorry. I pushed quick? you." And then he's like, "Grosjean, such a dick," and like he starts you know going off on Grosjean. But it, you know, it was. Uh, you know, definitely a memory I'll have of Will forever, and and there's many of those sure. to, to to go with it. But um, you know, it's good to see his passion, but obviously he takes it to the extremes. Yeah, yeah, no, that was. That's, I wanted to hear your story on that. Yeah. Um, so Marcus is going to Andretti. Yeah. What I you've been we. So when we talked like a couple Andretti years ago, Andretti keeps paying, paying these big bucks to everybody. Are they? You know? so, is that so, what's going on? I think so. Is that between the, them and McLaren, man? Yeah. So I read something yesterday, I think it was on Racer, where they named McLaren as the richest team on the paddock. And I was like, really? More than Roger? Maybe the way they spend. Yeah, like they, I, think I know they're you, spending If you more. look at, you know, you, you would see a lot of that too, just with uniforms and stuff or, or, or suits that, you know, it's it's only a three-car team, but, you know, they're as big as, as any of the four-car teams or whatever. There's there's a lot of personnel. And, they, you know, they obviously have a lot of... Um, you know, push from the F1 side as well and, you know, deep engineering, you know, kind of uh, stuff. They don't have a win this year. And the tyre, yeah. They you don't know, have a win. I know, I know, but we've still got one race to go and Pato's had, you know, I don't know, well, loads of Missed the podiums. shift, or not missed the shift, but had that thing had at St. Pete. Yeah, the overboost or a plenum fire at, at St. Pete, which, you know, um, yeah, maybe that would have changed the season. Yeah. I don't know. They've been a little bit up and down, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's a well-funded team. they got uh, they got great sponsors and... and um, I think have, you know, if they had a bigger factory or a bigger workshop at the moment, they would have gone to four cars for next season. I think that's, you know, kind of the, the situation they're in, but yeah. probably come 25. Well, I was going to ask you, so you've been through a lot of teammates. Yeah. What's it like when, on Sunday, when you have to say later to Marcus? Like, um, yeah, or well, you've even got the situation, like, if you look into it on a different way, it was with Palou, right, where, you know, he's, talking about leaving a team already a year before his contract's up so then you know that environment gets tricky straight away especially with information right like that's the biggest thing that we have nowadays is data and did he will will did alex last year get to be part of I, i've i mean i've heard how sometimes this works where oh we know you're leaving so now we, we're not going to have you in on our the technical meetings no or, you're still in debriefs and everything it's just how much access you have to maybe information i guess um maybe reports or pre-race 
you know, pre-weekend reports and things like that, um, you know, car setups, all that kind of stuff, I think become, you know, fairly restricted. And okay. I think, you know, especially when it comes later in the season, when you start talking about development items that are coming for next season that you're maybe testing various uh, small parts of during on a, you know, the last few race weekends of the year, then that stuff kind of gets cut off or, you know, but I... Well, on a personal level, how is it like to say, because Mark's been a good teammate. He's he got has, a 500 yeah, win. He's yeah. been good for the team. Of course. I'm sad to see him leave. I wish he had stayed. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it would have been a tough decision for him, you know, especially with, you know, him and Brad and the ACAR side. Like, they're, they're, they're a great unit. And, and um, I think when you're in a, a team environment, you know, you just really want consistency, right? You know, you start to build you know, a really good idea of like, hey, if the eight car likes this, you know, typically the nine car will like that. You know, you start to build a, a, a really good depth of, of information of, of knowing which directions to go. And that's, you know, that that can be tough, especially when you start to bring new people in because, um, you know, rookie next year with, with Linus, but that's great to see for him, you know, yeah. kind of whirlwind tour for him. I think he was kind of out of every kind of talk and then, you know, gets That's a, great a couple of races with Shank, which you got to thank Shank for promoting that situation as well. And, and um, you know. Man, I feel bad for Simon. Yeah, man. It's, That's a hard way to go out. Yeah, it's hard to, I, yeah, I don't know too much. Yeah, I, I text Me Simon, either. I talk to him a little bit, but he's, you know, he holds his cards pretty close to himself, which, you know, I totally respect that, and that's the way it is. But, yeah, you, you, you don't want to see that ever. You yeah. Don't, you know, it's kind of similar to Dario's situation. Yeah. You know, you're you're forced into, you know, Dario's was a forced retirement, but, um, you know, I guess we don't know too much about, you know, where, where, where Page is going to go or do or, or what's coming yet. So, yeah, yeah hopefully... 100%, you just want to make sure that his health's okay, and then you can work on the racing stuff later. Yeah. Um, you got to drive the new power plant. Yeah. Right? Uh, you and Will, right? We're at the test. There's been a few iterations of the hybrid system. Uh, then there was also the new engine that came, right, which was the 2.4 liter, uh, which I think both um, you know Honda and GM put a lot of effort into, and then that 2.4 motor was scrapped. Uh, and then they put all the effort into basically uh, Ilmore and, and um, HPD developing the, the hybrid system because I think they, they kind of weren't getting what they needed from maybe some of the suppliers. So it's a pretty, pretty uh, sweet package. You know, it's definitely got a lot of room for, for improvement, but also I think the technology that they're using is, is pretty trick. And, and, Will the cars be faster? Um, no. Seems like we're adding weight all the time now. Yeah. It, I don't know what, uh, maybe the first iteration was 150 pounds or something. You know, if you look at an IMSA package, it's 200, 250 pounds just for the hybrid unit, you know. Yeah. So this one's pretty, pretty small and light. You know, maybe, I don't even know what it is, 60 pounds or something like that. So, you know, we'll need some assist from the boost still, I think. Um, but durability wise, we had one small failure at the last test, which was a two day test. and. You know, Will probably did 800 miles or something. I did, I don't know, five or 600 miles just because we were down for, for several hours just to, to fix uh, or to change a part out, actually. It's just because of the packaging is so tight. Like, you, when you look at the car, you won't see any difference. There's all hells inside the bell housing, which is just pretty cool. Um, you know, as technology moves forward in the next year or two, I think you can see up to probably 100 horsepower from the electric side and, you know, maybe for a period of 10 to 20 seconds, which is which is pretty and amazing. you ran in the rain too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get electrified or <laughs> you know, that was good. 
You have to start making some rubber boots and gloves and stuff. Yeah, it? trust me. It's all it's coming. <laughs> um, all right, so to, to uh, wrap up the IndyCar season, we're always talking about number seven. So how do you prepare? How do you get more prepared? What are you going to do different um, to get number seven? Yeah, the last few years have been kind of finding your, your kind of happy place, right? You know, so... Um, you know, had Bretzman, then had Simmons, and then had, you know, Cannon. Uh, these are all engineers. And yeah. then, uh, you know, Simmons again for a little bit. And then finally uh, with, with Ross uh, Bernal this year. And, and um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good, really fun. Uh, but it takes a little while to, to get that, you know, kind of ironed out and, and to know, you know, because every driver, I think, speaks slightly different language or uses different adjectives to explain what they need or, or, or something like that. But, um Yes, yeah, so I think what we've done this year has, has been pretty good. The car has had great pace. Um, Qualifying has definitely been a lot better when you know when we've executed uh, like we've needed to. Um, so yeah, I think it was just kind of a, a building year a little bit for our side. You know, the nine car group has, has been very strong, especially you know pit stops and you know all those kinds of things. So you got to remember too, it's a fairly chaotic stand on on the nine car. You sure know, you, you got Mike, you got Chip, you know, you got Ross, and then you got Simmons, and there's. There's a lot of people that what have a done group. a lot of things in their lives, and and uh, I think they've 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 found a really uh, sweet spot too lately. So that's been good. Okay. All right. So let's talk about sports cars. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you've won the 24 hour three times overall. Three overall, and yeah, and one in the one in, in the class. GT. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. You haven't won them all. No. No. So just a podium. It. Just a podium. This year, I think we you know we had the speed to be. Uh, on the podium, but we we had a couple of issues here and there, some penalties, and I had a bit of a spin, but that didn't really, you know, it was at a moment in the race, it didn't really cost us anything. But uh, yeah, it, it was. Um, it, it's an interesting time, right? Because they, not that they're, I don't know if they BOP the hypercars, but it's obviously so many different. Um, yeah, mixtures of everything, right? Yeah, so over there you're classified as a hypercar, um, but you can definitely see, you know, a profound difference between the proper hypercars, you know, the Ferrari, uh, the Toyota, and, and um, you know, even the Peugeot, especially, you know, on straight line speeds and things like that. I think they tried to bring them together as much as possible, but I think that was a, you know, a huge credit to, to Cadillac, you know, to, to go there and be literally the next best. Yeah. Um, Would you guys get fourth? We were third and, fourth, third, third and fourth, you know, so it was a Ferrari, Toyota, and then two Cadillacs, um, you know, so that, that, that you know, to, to beat a lot of the manufacturers that they did, you know, even Porsche, Porsche came with a bunch of cars, and you know, we all know their history at Le Mans, so um, it'll be interesting to see how they progressively try to get the that group together. You know, I thought this year might be the first year you had the outside chance of you know, an one in. IMSA car <clears throat> or an IMSA hybrid, you know, you know, trying to, to you know, pull that in. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool time, I think, for sports car racing around the world. Um, you know, as always, I think it can be done a little bit better in, in, in some cases for creating balance of performance. But, um, you know, to see all these manufacturers, you know, Cadillac back in, you know, Stuart Toyota, you got Lamborghini coming in this year, you know, you got Porsche, you got all the all the big ones, you know, BMW next year, you know, will be at yep. Le Mans as well. So it's um it's great to see the growth and just the the competitiveness of of uh, of that race and Le Mans special man. You know, I don't I, you've been there, right? No, you haven't. You, bike need to, you need to go. Like I it's, think, it's I think you need cool, a helmet man. carrier next year. Sure, man. We we need plenty of those. But it, it um 
yeah, it's just an amazing race. It's kind of like the 500, but, you know, the Indy 500, but like a European version of it. But, uh, yeah, it's like insane. the parade, right? Like yeah, you got the some... parade. Well, the parade's much more, I would say, R-rated than, uh, than the oh, Indy one. The Indy Lamar. one's more family. Oh, it's for kids. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Lamar ones. What do they do? They're just, they like to drink. So oh. it, it gets pretty crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty fun. But it's, it's very uh, compact and it's not super long. It's maybe, well, I guess it's almost as long as, as, as long as the 500 one, but it's just a different vibe, man. But it's okay. fun. Oh. It's really cool. Uh, really cool race. Really cool funny, race. Uh, when I first started in this industry, like maybe the second or third year, I had eight or nine friends that raced Le Mans, and I yeah. thought, oh, it'll be like this every year. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm only going if there's six or so, more than five. Yeah. It's got to be six yeah. or more. This year would have worked out, but I had some some other stuff. But uh, it's tough going to get soon. those seats now. You know, I think especially with how the WIC side is done, right? Because they need three drivers every race. Um, you know, the IMSA side for me still kind of works pretty well, where you do the four. The four endurance runs, Daytona, 24-hour, Sebring, 12-hour, Le Mans, and then, and then Petit. But, um, yeah, you can't really have a part-time driver on the WEC side. Uh, and then also how they do their entries for Le Mans can, yeah. be, can be pretty tough as well. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see, you know, how next year plays out, uh, even for driver situations. But, like, once you get rid of P2s gone next year, right, I think they're bringing back a small amount of P2 cars for Le Mans. But whack, they're gone. So you got all these amazing drivers that, that are looking, looking for, for, rides. for rides. So yeah. you know you've really got a very tight group of people that that uh, maybe have the luxury of doing it. Which you know I feel very fortunate this year to be in that situation. Yeah, yeah, and I hope we I hope we get to go next year. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, so I went through Wikipedia. Yeah, <clears throat> there's some funny stuff, <laughs> and there's like obviously you've always. Uh, ended seasons really well. Yeah. Like it's crazy to see how many little yellow dots there are yeah, in the cool. second I half didn't, of yeah, the season. Didn't, yeah. uh, but there was a couple that I don't. I know what two of them were. Uh, one of them I wanted to know if you remember this because I remember I was uh, 2001 Texas. Yeah. yeah. What do you remember about that day? Um, uh, yeah. T- so just to get people up. Yeah. We were at the cart race. Yeah. Texas. And. Uh, all of a sudden, half you were a rookie. It's your third race. Yeah, yeah. And um, all of a sudden, like people weren't feeling well. Yeah. Because the, what was it like? For the a lap time was twenty four seconds, and you guys were under ten or twelve Gs for sixteen of the twenty four or whatever it was. I think it was the combined G was the issue, right? Like the cars were fast. We went to circuits that were super quick. You know, you had you know top speeds at maybe California Speedway back in the day, you know, of over 240 miles an hour. Uh, average, I think the average lap for DeFerrin was like 240 or something like that. But the, the difference with Texas, right, it's only a mile and a half circuit um, and the banking was very high. So it was the, the, you know, the combined G load of the horizontal and the vertical load going through you. Um, yeah, it was kind of weird. You know, we were practicing and then from what I remember, you know, that we kind of stopped because some drivers were feeling dizzy. And then, you know, we all went into a room and, and uh, obviously I think when you turn out for a race, there's definitely a difference of opinions. I felt fine. I didn't have any issues. I remember my teammate, and this might be when they actually called the meeting, uh, was Guzman, and he crashed in turn two, and the car finally came to a stop in turn four. Like it was, <laughs> and I remember seeing him that night. He, I've never seen somebody that the whole body was bruised. Like it was crazy. His whole body was just like black from bruising. Really? Yeah. That's- so... 
yeah, that meeting, uh, you know, some team owners wanted to continue on, some drivers didn't, you know, and, and vice versa. So it was, it was definitely a, uh, a weird situation to be in. For me, I was kind of indifferent. I'm like, hey, I'm happy to race or I'm happy to, to go home, you know, especially if some people are getting affected. Um, but yeah, that was that was. Who is the most vocal? Um, I think Chip was pretty vocal to continue on in, in some of the meetings, maybe. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of stories that kind of come out of it from behind the scenes. I think there were definitely some drivers that, that were pretty pretty keen on not running the event. You know, I think had we had any of those, you know, several car pileups of that thing, you, you know, there was a large possibility that somebody was going to be hurt really badly or, yeah. or killed. So, you know, it, um, it was probably a, a, the right decision and, and one that uh, ultimately we saw that we, we never went back to Texas and those kind of cars. So for that day, <clears throat> I remember, so I was with PT in yeah. his bus yeah. with Alan J. Yeah. And Chris Knifel knocked on his door and we're like, oh, what did you do yeah, now? Yeah, right? Yeah, like, because yeah. that was back when PT was probably having a little whatever. Vocal. Vocal. Yeah. So uh, Chris asked us to leave the bus. And so we hung out, had a water, and then Chris left and we went back in. And PT was like, dude, there's people getting sick. Yeah. Like, they're getting dizzy. Like, they don't want to race. Like, I can't believe this. Yeah. The only other part of that whole day I remember was every time I seemed to look at track, you were going around. Yeah. And so I knew the two guys that I was talking to the most that day were okay. Yeah. And I do remember there was a golf cart, and I think it was like TK, Christian, Christian. It was all the, the Brazilians. Yeah. And they all left at one time. And um, I want to say like Robbie told Robbie Fast, your spotter. Yeah. He's like, go see if you can get an earlier flight. And I was yeah. like, really? Yeah. And uh, so I did. And in front of me in line at the airport was Helio. Oh, really? <laughs> It's like, oh, you didn't even stay to sign an autograph. Yeah. Like we could have done, we, we did everything wrong that, that those couple of years. Like yeah, it definitely annoyed a lot of people, which, you know, I get, but, you know, safety is one thing. But, yeah, it could have been handled better, I yeah. guess. I, I, I don't know. You know, I was still pretty oblivious oh, yeah. to most things and probably wasn't really included in much. You know, being a rookie, you know, I didn't know a lot of the guys that well. Um, yeah, you were just gonna i was just happy whatever to, we're doing i was just happy to be there man do All whatever right. it takes second day uh or second date was a uh, 2004 milwaukee yeah well i don't know anything about it um you, did you not race or did not practice or what happened yeah i think we we're out of cars so practice so this was back when you know the engine situation i would say the the, the engine that we had at the time had kind of you know, we had won the championship the previous year, but I think they were, this was when I think Toyota was looking at really heavily going into NASCAR and, you know, a lot of, um, I would say, the financial side, but also, you know, development was kind of started push heavily in that direction. So we just had, you know, compared to the Honda, they, they, they were running circles around everybody. So I think at one point we were like 10 miles an hour faster through the middle of one and two at Milwaukee, and then we would still be five miles an hour slower by the end of it. And these were you know, cars that were all the same. It's not like you could be running vastly, you know, different cars or anything like that. We just had to trim all the time. And, and um, yeah, so first day practice, we were actually fairly competitive um, on the Friday. And then practice, <clears throat> I think it was practice three in the morning before qualifying, went out, crashed in turn two, really heavy crash. And 
I felt okay. Like whenever you crash these things, especially those days, you know, maybe safer barriers weren't a common thing and those cars were, were built pretty pretty heavy. Like, you know, sometimes you could knock the rear wing off, but the driver might be knocked out, you know. So it um, got back in the car and I remember with Julian, Julian, which is now Alex Palou's engineer. Oh, um, yeah. I said to him, I was like, man, just for qualifying, make sure it understeers, go out. I think it was end of the just finishing my first qualifying lap on my second spin coming out of turn four and have a massive crash like destroyed both of my cars so i think i had fractured maybe my thumb or something and then something wrong with my ankle uh and then we were out of cars because i think whoever the teammates were at the time was it briscoe and manning maybe or something like that um they had also crashed <laughs> um so well, Briscoe crash and qualifying, I don't know. But, yeah, I was basically sent home because we had no cars left. Wow. So okay. that's what broke, I think, probably my the Ironman record was probably there. Because I think when I crashed big in Japan with TK, so I, was gonna I still made the next race. Yeah. We, we both still made the 500, which came after that because luckily there was like a 10-day, a you know, kind of uh, period of where you weren't driving anything. I got a surgery on my hand and, you know, my, my pelvis and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, I think I probably got the record. I destroyed two cars completely in, in less than four laps. <laughs> so, yeah, Chip, was that was not a happy time. But, um, yeah, I think I remember... And back then, like, if you were a crasher, Chip oh, didn't man. hang on to yeah, you all that long. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely... I think that season I had six different teammates or seven different teammates because we had Jacques Lazier, Giorgio Pantano. There was, there was a ton of uh, drivers that came in through that period of time. That's it was a bit of a revolving door. So, yeah. yeah. That was a tough time, man. 04, 05 season was brutal. Yeah. yeah. Just underpowered the whole time. Just underpowered, man. And when you're, you know, 16 to 20 races a year, all on ovals, you know, yeah. you, uh, that's when they first introduced, I think it was 05, maybe the Watkins Glen race or something like that in St. Pete. Man. Yeah. All right. So downer day, like this was, this was a hard one. So, so basically it was a, like did not start, went home and then a cancel right so yeah. so 2011 vegas was like um it's the day dan left um what was what do you remember about the mood going into the race uh vegas was weird right like it it you know i can't remember like i think we tested there previously and everybody's like ah oh, it's too you know it's just too much grip we need to take the grip off the cars you know just kind of a massive pack race and that was kind of we were trying to eradicate the pack racing mentality that had been going on for several years. Yeah, I'm sure it was exciting for people to watch, but um, it was it was stressful and brutal, man. Like you would have two weekends a year at Texas, then you'd you know you'd have Kansas. Kansas actually used to spread out a little bit for whatever reason, but even ones at Chicago, um, you know, and, and California, those those would all be pack races too. So that they, they, they were tough races because it necessarily wasn't difficult you know your difficulty was trying to move up but you couldn't without the draft or, or even move lanes you know so people would get super aggressive and and the people most of the time doing it were the the ones that you know maybe weren't that quick of a of a of a combo anyway um and you know you'd, you'd have these catastrophic crashes so yeah Texas. Uh, sorry vegas was um was weird. There was a lot of hype to it, right? Because they'd offered all this money, and then especially for Dan after winning the 500, and then to come back, and you know, his thing was that he had to start last, and if he could come through the field and win it, he'd get this big, you know, cash bonus, etc., etc. Um, 
but there was a lot of things that worked in the way of that it wasn't a good idea right you know dan was only what two races that year i think he did you know two the 500 yeah um and then you know he he did vegas as well so you know you're out of a car for a long time it's an interesting environment to to be in anyway um to the fact that even when the the testing or the practice sessions that we had it was just it was crazy man so i don't know like i think the field and the drivers enjoyed being in vegas because they they did a good job promoting it um you know whether it was the autograph sessions or the lead up to it or you know the dinners and things like that but you know i think everybody was was pretty down on the race to be honest i don't think many people wanted to to be there for that and you had a lot of ringers too right you had a lot of guys that they were coming in just for that one race as well. So you had a lot of people that hadn't done. Yeah, any there was the a really high car count. <clears throat> really high and that, car count. And super high speed. Yep. Yeah, like I mean, Pippo was in there. Yeah. I don't think Buddy was doing a full time. Yeah. Like and there then was my good friend Wade was there as well, Cunningham. Cunningham. So you know that that you know it was it was just an interesting concept. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you because. You're the Iceman because you're so cool. <laughs> and Dan was such a rock star. Mm -hmm. Like, what made you guys such good friends? Because yeah. you're so different. Yeah, I wouldn't say we were to start with. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, we... we, we uh, when he was at Andretti? No, I think even when we were on the same team, the first... Um, even the lead-up to the 500, I think we eventually got called in to, you know, just to sit down and, and try and figure it out because... Even in practice, we were kind of trying to wreck each other's laps or, you know, you you could see, you know, Dan was getting a big toe, so then you'd just lift in the middle of four and, you know, screw his lap. It was just lots of dumb stuff going on with, you know, fairly young guys at that stage. Um, you know, what year that would have been? 06, I think. So, you know, I was 25 or whatever. He was, you know, similar age. So yeah, there was there was a moment in time when the team were like, "Hey, you guys have just got to get it together, man! Like you're trying to, you know, hurt each other's performance, opposed to trying to help it, you know, or not being so forthcoming in you know meetings and things like that." But um, yeah, I think it was one. We had one big night out, and I think it was in Broderpool, maybe at Land Sharks or something, and. Uh, we both uh, partied a little too hard. We missed, uh, we had a like a commercial shoot um, <laughs> the next day in Indy before, I don't even know what race it was for though. So we got in trouble for that, turning up late. But that was kind of where we broke the ice a little bit was, was that night out. And, and um, yeah, we, we really became good friends through that season and started to work together really well. Um, learned a lot of him you know he was uh, amazing especially on the mile and a half super speedways attention to detail was was through the roof you know just even as debriefs i think everybody talks about it you know you kind of get an oval's just really it's an oval shape and oh. you kind of have they make it four corners is really only two but you talk about the entry middle and exit and you know he would use three pages of handwriting to explain what was going on mine would have like four comments on understeer <laughs> oversteer the car sucks here, you know, and that would be kind of it. But his was, you know, when I put my foot on the accelerator, the car does this. And then when I, you know, lift off the accelerator, the car does this. His detail was was interesting to see just because of the process of um, how deep he would go into that was, uh, and his work ethic, you know, he was a, he was a hard worker man. And, and for me, that um, probably wasn't my forte, I'd say, on that side of things of, 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 in that period of time. But um, 
yeah, so we, we cleared the air in 06 and, and then became was, really good friends, yeah, yeah. And then helped each other from there on out, yeah. For sure, yeah. But then I think even when he left the team, I was sad to see him go, <clears throat> um, when was that, the end of, was that end of 08 or something, or was that 07, I can't remember, might have been 07 actually. Um, Where did he go? Uh, to Panther, Panther, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, it was um, frustrating to see that period of time. But then we started, uh, both of us started families, and yeah, we'd hang out a lot more, and you know. Have yeah, and I know you're parties. tight with Susie and the boys, and exactly. So yeah. they have a documentary coming out. Did yeah, you, did you guys went and saw it, right? You and Emma went and saw it. We haven't seen it they yet. Haven't. So okay. yeah, uh, we were. It was actually they did the premiere when uh, was Lamar. So oh. I didn't get to go to. I think it was in New York or something uh, when they were when they where they were doing that. But I didn't. I didn't get to see it. But uh, seen little bits of it, and obviously was pretty deep in in some of the recording stuff for it. And and um, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. It's yeah, gonna I think really it's cool. going to be cool. Yeah. I. I uh, obviously talked to Brent and yeah. he's super stoked on it and I met the producer and the guys that worked on yeah. it were pretty yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah, a lot of them were at Long Beach Race too this year, so yeah. It's uh yeah, I'm excited to see it for sure. It's um He he was just a he was a big character, man. He he uh, Did you, you know, ever prank him? Uh No, I don't think so. It was kind of a one way street on that one. Yeah. I think I remember getting, you know, cream pies in the face and all kinds of dumb stuff with with uh with 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 him but nothing nothing I, crazy i did it i did one because you know how meticulous his closet yeah, is yeah, yeah, no. so i think i forget why but i stayed at he I stayed at his house once when he wasn't there yeah so i moved like five shirts yeah it's, <laughs> it's like but even like when you you know i remember going to his house all the time and you you know you even if you turned the tap on, you had to go and get a paper towel and like wipe up all the wet spots. It was just crazy. I'm like, man, I don't know how you live like this. Like I'm pretty clean and pretty anal about stuff, but it's like completely next level with that dude. But even, yes, that was the best way to kind of mess with him would be even like in his driver's locker, oh. you know, just throw all my crap in there or, you know, put all my dirty suit and underwear in there as well, you know, and, and it would just spin him out for the whole weekend. I remember so. <clears throat> it went back when it was, uh Brian, TK, Dan, and Dario yeah, yeah, at Andretti. Yeah, yeah. And um, all the, the media people are like, they need to get to driver intros. And all you can hear is this rustling and banging around inside of the motorhome. Now, they're the only four that are left anywhere near their motorhome or yeah. their, their haulers. Yeah. And the three come out, and Dan's like, where's my, like, effing shoe or yeah. whatever. And yeah. I think TK or... Dario had stuffed it in the cooler and they run by and they're like, don't tell him where it is. Like, they're so late. It might have been Brian too, but. Yeah, he, I think one year, he was so meticulous on shoes, but even one year, I think, didn't they, didn't they somehow got the key to his room in Japan and then they uh, FedExed all the right, all his right <laughs> shoes back home or something. They'd sent them out and then they'd taken all his hair product and all his like face moisturizer and then put it in the toilet. And I think one of them actually took a crap on it as well oh my god so those things would have like completely ruined his weekends but yeah i think he was an easy target for yeah. that stuff man yeah that, yeah. Stuff. that is funny he yeah. there, i have some good stories with dan he was before he got to indycar i hung out with him yeah. so much yeah. was, i saw him a lot because when he first came over and did indy lights he was at pack west i uh, sorry at um pit fit training and all that kind of stuff yeah so, yeah he's a good dude man before he moved down to to st pete Oh, it's funny when I moved here or started Sparco. Yeah. Uh, Chad, our old, I don't know if you remember Chad Liberto, but yeah, yeah, him yeah. and Townsend were tight and yeah. Daniel and I were tight. Yeah. And yeah. they're 
Yeah. Oh man, it was brutal. Frenemies, frenemies. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to see Townsend and the, and the Weldon boys with now going skippy racing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it's Full like that next generation. You know, it's kind of cool to see, and yeah. they've been dominating it. Right? Have they had the final race yet? I, I, I think there's still one more to go, but yeah, it's because um, yeah, Townsend's boy have been dominating it, and then uh, and then now Sebastian's making a, a late season charge. Man, yeah. it's cool to see. But those yeah, those guys in go karts have been killing it, man. They've been doing amazing. All right, a little more fun than the Vegas race. Uh, your the 2008 Indy 500. Yeah. Do you? Because I keep hearing this. Do you believe that the track chooses who wins? Like that's a comment that keeps coming up. Um, I don't know. It's a good way to describe what happens. I think. Um, I, I also so I you know through research I was telling you earlier, you actually had a great quote on one of the videos on YouTube, and you said. You didn't, you said, you have to get everything yeah. perfect here and it gives you a chance, chance. to win. Yeah. That, yeah. that's, uh, that's definitely how I look at it. You know, I think any kind of, especially now too, even just with how tight the field is, you know, kind of any mishap, you know, you can still kind of recover a little bit. Like even this year where we had the, the, the tire failure, um, you know, we went back to the, the back of the pack and then, and then, you know, we still managed about six or something, you know, even Palou had an issue with the, the pit lane excursion and ended up, you know, fourth or fifth. So it, it, you can kind of get there, but you almost need it to be like a 600 mile race to, yeah. to really have a full recovery. And those things, you know, if you have those issues, it's got to happen really early in the race too, to recover from it. So yeah, it's, uh, the 500 is crazy, man. Like, yeah, oh eight was, it was just one of those months. Like we, were fastest most practice sessions. We qualified on the pole. We led, you know, over half or almost half of the race. You know, it's it's um, it's pretty special. But even in that moment, which I always talk about, even the last sort of you know, fifty laps, you're just thinking about something that can go wrong. Uh, and I think about that even more now because lots of things have gone wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> Wait, what do yeah, you it's, mean? it's a it's a frustrating race. I love the 500. I love, you know, the history of it. I love, you know, being in Indy, seeing the city transform and all those situations. But man, that race can be just brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, well, so, okay, we might as well go there. So your crash with Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was probably one of your five best chances to win. Yeah. That yeah. car was great. You guys were on point. Um, you had nowhere to go. Yeah. There was this, I was in the stands. So I've only been in the stands for two 500s oh, out of the last 25. Yeah. And that crowd went super loud yeah. and then quiet. Yeah. yeah. And we couldn't tell. It, the, the glare we had on our screen, I couldn't tell who it was until, thank, for, my, for me, yeah. you were already moving. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have that 10 seconds or 15 seconds of full panic that I'm sure... Emma did, yeah, or and everybody else that could see a screen. What's it like? Well, okay, let's start with what's it like flying through the air like? Yeah, that? it was, it was, uh, it, it, it's weird. Like the moment itself happens quickly, right? You know, like you kind of Robbie. I could hear Robbie saying, "Hey, there's a slow car." He, you know, Jay was fighting balance issues, which we already had. And at the start of the race, you know, we went from leading. I think we dropped back to third or fourth. Um, and then, you know, we'd, we'd made a shift and the car, we were starting to come back up through the field. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I just remember distinctly going into one, you know, Robbie saying, hey, slow car, kind of, you know, highline maybe. Uh, and then seeing Jay, but then the situation with him is like, he kind of hit the fence 
And most of the time on ovals, you know, still when they've got that speed, they kind of keep up to the top. And just with how it broke the steering arm or the suspension, it just took a hard left. And, and uh, I kind of decided to stay high at that point. And when you're, you know, you're closing weights so fast, you know, the and an IndyCar on an oval doesn't exactly stop very well. You know, it's all very um, asymmetric. The car doesn't stop straight. Uh, and then, you know, the, the brakes aren't as good as the, the road course situation. So it, it um, yeah, before you knew it, you know, you could kind of see it and you're like, oh God, this is going to be a big crash. But I didn't expect to go up. And that was the weird thing is like, because when you have these crashes, the start of it happens quick, but then everything just slows down. So I was going to ask you, yeah. is it like uh, Talladega Nights? Or it kind of is, man. It does. <laughs> Do you like, know if you, you had throttle on or you off throttle uh, on the brake? Like not, not when, um, not when I, when I first hit. It was kind of, you know, the engine was still running, but, but um, yeah, so you kind of go up, it's very quiet, and then, you know, you're like, man, I'm very high up here, and then you start <laughs> to look down, and then you're like, man, all I could see was the fence, and, you know, you hear all the horror stories, and, you know, I've had situations with, with uh, teammates that have, that have got caught in catch fences that have been horrendous, and for whatever reason, kind of going to the fence on the inside of turn two, the car kind of... I don't know if caught wind or something. It kind of rotated a bit, which was which was huge because the the catch fence is just like a cheese grater, yeah. and with with um, especially with the carbon fiber tubs and stuff, it, that that they don't really do well with. You know, it kind of just Grass. pulls the grabs the car, but it also just rips the 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 tub apart. So that's when when I hit the wall. There is when uh, I think I broke something broke in the front maybe in the pedal box and that's when the engine was going nuts because my foot went all the way to the front actually i might have broken the brake pedal and then the brake pedal and both feet slid forward and that's when um the engine was going crazy uh but for me i think the the, the weirdest part was when i stopped and i'm like shit and then i see like the whole back end of a car and i'm like man i hope that guy's okay <laughs> And then I'm like trying to get out and I get out and I, I'm like, oh, it's the back end of my okay. car that's up there. So it was, yeah, that was a wild wreck. Probably one of the craziest videos. Everybody check it out. Yeah, 2017 uh, Indy 500 crash. And yeah, I don't know. I think we went f very high. I don't know how, maybe. So far. Yeah, 40, 40 so I don't know. Yeah, 100 far. feet maybe in the air. But then we, we covered a whole football field in the air apparently. Yeah. So yeah, it was a wild crash. That was the thing. So I, the, <clears throat> I hate I don't like to watch it that much, but doing research, I had to. There's one angle from the side, and yeah. it's amazing how far it just keeps going. Yeah. And you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a football field. Then there's they, that other cool picture where I, where I kind of just coming down to hit two, and then Alio's, Alio's going underneath me. Uh, and then there's that big jump. So he's in the air, too, because the, there was like an unsurf, like a, uh, uneven access surface. Road or something. Yeah, access road or something. And he hits that, and he's in the air, and I'm in the air above him. It was kind of wild. But you guys do a Top Gun thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, get the fingers up. But it, it's, um, yeah, it was it was weird. It, the adre it's funny how the adrenaline kicks in because you get out of the car and I'm like, oh, I feel pretty good. Like I feel fine. Like you know, I'm still feel pretty pumped up. Got a medical. And then uh, we had some friends, I think, that were over from New Zealand. So I actually, we left the track before the race was even over and went to the airport to drop our drop a couple of mates off. And, uh, and that's when I was said to him, I'm like, man, my ankle feels really bad, which was my left, which is your breaking one. Uh, and then we had Detroit doubleheader the following weekend. But yeah, went uh, went back to uh, medics uh, to the medical and had fractured my ankle, you know. But that was 
that was it out of that. Did you that. talk to Jay? Like, does he, did he, I mean, obviously, it's kind of like what happened with you with Will. Like, he just didn't mean to do it. Just wrong, Oh, it's right? no fault of his. But did, you he, know? did he come over and go, holy man, like. Um, I don't think there was much interaction, you know, especially at the Speedway. You know, you're in a pretty big facility, and then also you're kind of in different cars. But, um, yeah, I, did, I think it wasn't until maybe the banquet night, the next night, that I spoke to, to Jay. But, yeah, it was, it was no fault of his, man. He was trying to hold on to a car and. You know, it's it's uh, it's part of racing. Stuff happens. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's funny to hear what you were saying about Dan, like how you guys would ruin each other's, try to ruin each yeah. other's laughs. Because yeah. now, like for a really long time now, you're the ultimate team player. Yeah. Like everybody yeah, I know that's come through. That, to be honest, is but it? you you know you you gotta you gotta give it to get it too. You know that's that's part of being a teammate you know it's it's some uh, some guys are a little easier than others for sure um yeah but i know like i've known a lot of your teammates that have come and gone graham and charlie and like the list goes on and on yeah. and everybody says same thing so yeah. the, my question because you you're so humble when you win you just won two of the last three and everything is oh my team's so great and okay i want to know what is the one race you're proud of yourself oh that's a tough one um, like where you got out of it and went, that was like, maybe it's a race you won by 30 seconds or maybe it's a yeah. day you finished fifth with three wheels. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably, I don't know, like the, the 15 championship, that race at Sonoma. Like yeah. we, we, oh, we yeah. had a fast car, but I think uh, on the qualifying lap, you know, I don't know, somebody spun going into the carousel or went offline. And then when you went in there, there was just a bunch of crap. So it totally ruined my lap. And we started P9. Um, but then I think after like the first lap we were like P4 and then uh, obviously to, to go on, dominate that race, win it, um, tie with Montoya mm -hmm. and then win it, win it on a tiebreaker. I don't know, that was a pretty cool race, man. And, and one I think nobody ever saw really coming. Like, it was it was insane. Especially starting their ninth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, at a track that you typically don't pass much. But, yeah, the, the tie deck on our car was, was phenomenal. And then... You know, I think also in, in on that side too was the teammates that helped me during that race and, you know, held Montoya off. And, you know, it was, it was a special day, man, to do that. And then Chip crowd surfing was, was something to watch as well. <laughs> That's really funny. Chip is crowd surfing front ways, though. I think you meant to do it on your back. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Yeah. When yeah. you're the boss, you can do, do it any way you want. want. Yeah, you can yeah. cannonball you get you more lucky going front ways. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So um, we're going to get off current racing mm. we're gonna go back a little bit uh i learned something yesterday that I had never we've talked about your f1 test uh which is super cool yeah i learned you did an f3000 test with prost yeah 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 what was uh, the behind that like how did you get it and like what would you have done if you had gotten that ride yeah so that one got complicated as well, but I think it was end of 99 season. So I was with uh, Johansson uh, and Vern Schupen at the time. Um, and part of the part of my uh, being with, with Stefan's team was that, you know, because we had no money to pay for it, that then they would take a management kind of service fee from that point on. And um, I, th I don't know if it was Vern or Stefan that kind of linked that up, but yeah, it was to, to run F3000 for the for the next year because we still hadn't, we had a few irons in the fire, but we weren't really sure which direction we wanted to go. Like how I fell into America was kind of by chance as well. <clears throat> I was on the way to Europe to do Formula 3, uh, ended up doing a test in Sebring, 
uh, test went really well. You know, got the drive with Stefan's team for for basically very little money, and and that was all we had anyway. So, um, I think we were kind of exploring options. But yeah, it was a, it was a test at, in uh, Dijon, uh, which was which was uh, really cool uh, with Bordet uh, as well. Um, and yeah, it was it was a very uh, gloomy day, but the test the test went well. I think. Um, was the car super cool, faster than anything you'd ever driven? Or Quite how you... similar to the Indy Lights car, to be honest. Oh, it was, yeah. It was probably a little bit quicker, but in different ways, you know. But um, the track was really cool. That last corner at Dijon was, was amazing. Uh, loads of grip, very high, uh, you know, high speed, which, which, was, uh, which was pretty special. But, um, yeah, the, the, the test went well. And I think, I think at that point we were kind of working the Pac West situation as well. So, you know, Pac West at the time... You know, ran their cart car, but they also had you know a very strong Indy Lights team, which you know was was managed uh, at the time by Ziggy Ziggy Harkis, That's Paul right. Harkis, so That's right. another Kiwi, and then um, yeah, they ended up coming up with a deal where we actually got paid to do Indy Lights. So it was it was like well. Don't say that too loud because these I kids know, now. I know. Are... Yeah, it was. I think that was Tony Renner that set that whole thing up, and and uh, they basically just matched his deal. And I was like, we're getting paid to do any lights. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> wow. Got prize money, everything. It was. It was uh, definitely a, a change up. But um, yeah, I don't know what. I think they'd already. Well, let's put this. Bordet, let's, let's put this in Bordet perspective. did a hell of a job at the test. Prost and... is French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bordet yeah. is French. Yeah. And you're at a French track that you've never been to that Bordet probably grew up at. Yeah, but, yeah but, but in hindsight, yeah. okay, you're at that test. The two of you have 10 IndyCar championships. Like, yeah, for yeah. Prost to even have you two there yeah. is pretty, like, it's somebody was doing some scouting. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Because, like, I didn't even really know Bordet at that point. I don't even know if he'd done. Well, now that you guys are teammates. Yeah, I know. It's I know, crazy. It's, it's a small world, small dude. Small It's a very small world. But I, I was, you know, there was a, there was a, you know, even to go to the Prost Factory at the time and, you know, meet uh, Sebastian at, at, at the time, too, was, was, uh, was cool. But to look back on it, it was pretty, pretty special, for sure. So part of, uh, someone told me you might have been injured going into that test. Yeah. Yeah. How, what happened there? I think uh, didn't I fall off a scooter or something? Uh, or it's a, your or story. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think we were. Yeah, that's. I'm guessing this story is from Blair or somebody. Um, but yeah, I think we'd had a we'd had a, a socialising uh, evening and and um, decided to race maybe mopeds and crashed a moped pretty hard. So I think my yeah I think I messed up my my wrist and my <laughs> ankle or something so yeah there might have been a small injury on that test right. i remember the flight over was brutal i was a little uh, a little under the weather oh man yeah so sitting you're... next to Stefan the whole way i think too it was it was yeah he's, he's probably like what the hell is going on what's here? wrong with yeah. you <laughs> yeah. uh i was also supposed to ask about something about the johansson ford f-150 shop oh, truck oh yeah 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 that was an interesting story too that was uh <laughs> driving home one night I actually it probably st it was probably right around the time I, I had uh, my or still love uh, Taco Bell so just picked up a, a fresh up. Uh, <laughs> fresh batch of Taco Bell and I think it was me and Mark Pilcher actually were driving home it was in the Eagle Creek area and I was multitasking a little bit um, with some some tacos <laughs> <laughs> and then he's giving me directions because I was fairly new to the area and had no idea and, and we're kind of both eating and then, then looked up and went straight through this uh, stop sign 
It was right at the, the there's a T intersection on the backside of Eagle Creek um, Airport okay. in Indianapolis, and miss the stop sign, go straight into the ditch, go over the ditch. <laughs> we end up going through the fence of the airport and uh, trying to drive the car back home. So we get it back to his apartment. We get out and you look at this thing, it's Bernarded, man. Like the sills were dragging <laughs> on the ground. And all I remember too was like this, I think he had like a giant, you know, the big 64 ounce of like Mountain Dew or something. All I can remember was I was covered in Mountain right. Dew and the whole inside of the car, the airbags had gone off everything, man. It was, <laughs> it was bad. But the worst part of that story was the next morning, I called the team manager, which is Kane Williams, another Kiwi. I'm like, hey man, had a bad, we had a, a bad evening last night. We broke the car, you know, can you come pick it up? Because at that point, the battery, every, it had knocked all the belts off the alternator. The battery, I think, had left the car somehow. <laughs> um, so then we were, we were putting it up on this trailer by ratchet straps, and then we get it to the top, and the ratchet straps break. And it rolls off, and we're in this parking lot, and it takes out two more cars. <laughs> <laughs> so then we quickly hurry. Like, we're fresh fresh off the boat from New Zealand, man. And New Zealand can be a bit rough um, in some in some areas. And so we're, we're quickly getting more ratchet straps, trying to put this car back on there so we can get out of this parking lot before they notice their cars have been smashed into, which is, I highly <laughs> you advise. You were young. I young. advise against that yes. these days, for sure. But... Um, but yeah, then the owners come out and like, oh, what happened to our cars? Well, we don't know what you're talking about, but they're sideways in their parking slots <laughs> and with very damaged cars. So yeah, long story short, we had to yeah get insurance on the truck, F-150, and then uh, fix two other cars that were in a parking lot. Oh. So yeah, that was that was not an enjoyable 12 hours. That is too funny. Yeah. All right, just a couple like kind of quick hits. Um, what's your current car? Current cars in your fleet. I'm pretty simple, man. Um, I think you had, like, I, Honda Pilot. Uh, yeah, got? I had a Honda Pilot. I just got up, upgraded to a Acura MDX. Okay. Which I must say that both the Honda Pilot and the MDX are amazing cars. I did treat myself maybe back in 2019. I got a Singer, a Porsche Singer, uh, which finally came actually May of this year. Wow. It turned up. That's pretty cool. Is it in Indy? Yeah, it's in Indy. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the... Like, and I have my Corvette from the from 2008. You do? Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't know how many people know, but as a Ford GT driver, I yeah. think a bunch of you guys were able to yeah. get a Ford GT. Yours was white? Yeah, it was white. Yours yeah. was white. Yeah. Do, do you still have it? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. Yeah. I mean, I know collectors. They, um... Yeah. Yeah. The GT was cool. Like it was a fun program to be a part of, man. And that car was amazing. It was amazing. It just wasn't... Um, the same as the other cars we were racing, I guess, at the time. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's an iconic car, always That's will be. That's awesome. Um, and was very lucky to, to be a part of that, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, favorite track? All time, probably Phillip Island. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, India what a great a, event, too. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. Uh, Phillip Island, just outside of Melbourne. Um, probably Pukekohe in New Zealand. It's kind of where I first started racing ever when i was at the age of 13 on in, in proper formula cars that was that was uh that was pretty sweet but that's actually just been closed um in america watkins Glen, man is, is tough really? to beat yeah i love that place it's just um super fun especially when they did the repave on that place was was wicked high speed road road america it's amazing 
Well, you're only one. I need one favorite. Yeah, <laughs> Just sorry. Those there's are... too many. Like, that's what's so cool about America is that there's so many old school American classic road tracks where I feel like they kind of, you know, all these new versions of tracks like Coda. Coda. I can't stand Coda. People love it, but I'm like, oh, I don't get it. Like, I love going there. There's no risk versus reward. Like, yeah. you kind of muck it up and then you kind of go off and there's like you know just get back parking on. light you know you just come back on and away you go so yeah some i don't know i like the old school high risk kind of high reward bit of highs kind of similar to yeah. that you know you kind of put a wheel off you're you know you're in trouble pretty quick you're gonna bounce so. quick yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh what's the f your the favorite your favorite race car that you've driven Ooh, probably the kart cars yeah 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 well, like I think at the end there, you know, that the the two thousand and two season we didn't have a great year, but um you know, two thousand two PacWest closes, you know, and, and then uh come on with uh with Chip Ganassi racing, which obviously that you know, that changed my story I think, uh, you know, from the get go. But those cars <clears throat> I don't even know what they, they were, you know thousand horsepower, loads of grip, super fast. You know, like you used to run a two-mile oval, and a lot of the race you'd be complaining about wheel spin off the corners. You know, where you while you're doing 210 miles an hour, like there, there was a ton of power out of those things. But you know, I think even the Toyota was almost 20,000 RPM, and that was that was with a normal valve spring, yeah. not pneumatic or anything like that. They, they were insane technology. But you had updates all the time too, right? Like every two or three races, you know, you had, you change an engine every night. Yeah. You had no, three, four engines on a race weekend. You had updated exhaust pipes. You had, you know, every three races, I think, was a new underwing. Yeah, motor and race motor. Yeah, man, it was, it, was, it was insane. Some of those engines would only do, you know, 50 to 100 miles. Like, yeah. it, was, it was, that was a cool period. It was and, super uh, cool. and obviously, the, probably the Williams BMW test was, Oh yeah. I didn't get to race it, but, but to do, you know, uh, probably, what do we do, four days testing of that thing was pretty insane. Everybody went on about, you know, the brakes, the brakes, but I was like, holy cow, the power of that thing was nuts. That V10 yeah. was a special error, man. Another 20,000 RPM. Plus, probably, yeah. Those so things cool. were crazy. Crazy. So cool. Yeah. Uh, to your memory, what is the, the best on-track head-to-head battle, like, in a single race? Like, where... Ooh. That's tough, man. Come on, I've done, yeah, or like, maybe, I've done like 400 maybe, IndyCar races. Maybe, maybe most fun. Like, uh, it's funny because like, I'll talk to Buddy, and he'll remember some of the Grand M days where you guys are side-by-side side on the banking looking at yeah. each other, like waving your yeah. thumbs up or middle finger yeah. or whatever it was. And he goes, it was just so – the cars were terrible, but it was so fun. Yeah. God, I'm trying to think, man. It's – yeah, there's so many, so many good ones. Like loads with Dario, obviously, through that period of time. Uh, Will and I have had some amazing races together. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of stumped on that one. All right, I'll let you think about yeah. it. You can tell me after the season. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite non-racing app or website? Uh, my PNC Bank uh, app. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> pretty exciting stuff You there. do need it. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm mostly just messages. Um, Instagram, I think, is good. Yeah. Like, so I enjoy it for, for, like, family seeing, you know, because a lot of the time, you know, I've, I only get back maybe once a year to New Zealand, so my, my sister's very good at kind of... She does it raw, though. Like, picture, post, you know? Like, she doesn't, you know... Um, 
It's not bedazzled. No, it's not bedazzled. Or no. she, you know, it, it, it's it's just raw. And I think that was kind of the whole intention for Instagram in, in its in its infancy. But you know, now we can see that's changed a lot. But I, I do enjoy that. I enjoy seeing what you know family and friends are up to when you can't be with them. So. Well, it cracks me up because you guys have we've known each other forever before we had kids. Yeah. And you know, when we go to an IMSA race or an IndyCar race, I mean, I have pictures of my son yeah. with you guys yeah. when he came up to your knee. Now yeah. he's taller than you. Yeah. And it's funny because he doesn't have to go to a race, but you guys know he plays lacrosse or he plays football yeah. or he's went yeah. mountain biking yeah. or whatever it was. And you feel a part of it, but that's yeah. kind of weird too, some ways, right? Cause like you, even some people that I follow and like you, you think you, by time you actually think you're friends with them or you know them you know what i mean like yeah. because you follow them and you see what they're up to but yeah social media is interesting man it's it's definitely uh it's well like i got to know like a new I, dimension i got to know when kit went go-karting for the yeah, first time right yeah, like yeah. that's to me yeah. it's important yeah I, you know yeah. i have to have budget it is yeah exactly <laughs> exactly uh, uh, yeah I don't, that's probably i don't yeah don't get on my phone too much i, I you know netflix is cool too yeah yeah is there a skill or a talent you wish you had Oh, um, I I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe Rubik's cube. You do, do, do you know how to do that? Well, now I do because of Instagram. Because oh, there's really? guys on there. Oh, you can. They can uh, teach you how to do, to do it. So I need to. I need to learn that. I, I you know, I remember one day. I think it was probably. <clears throat> three or four or five years ago it was a rain delay somewhere and someone threw you one no i could see somebody in the in the motorhome lot juggling and i'm like man i need to learn how to juggle so then that's why i said i had some like oranges in the bus all i remember though was the after that just how much the bus stunk of, of <laughs> citrus because i dropped them so many times but yeah so i learned to juggle but yeah a rubik's cube would be kind of fun all right it's not uh, that, you know interesting but no it's i, I wish i played guitar like yeah, kind of I my do thing. drums. I started drums a little bit, you know. Recently or when you were nah, 12? a while back. Yeah. No, not that. Yeah, maybe five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But nowhere near on the uh, talent level of, of uh, Herder or Power. Power's yeah. amazing on drums, man. Yeah. The guy's really good. Uh, yeah, Colton. Colton as well, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. actually, well, his dad was musical too. Yeah, what, did he play drums? I, no. I don't know what he played, but I know. He might have been guitar or something. Yeah, a long time ago, I know they had like an, a bunch of the guys in the paddock that yeah. were in a band and Brian yeah. was in that. And everybody's into pickleball lately. Oh, uh, yeah. But I wouldn't say that's a talent, right, maybe? I don't know. It's a sport. I mean, it yeah, I mean, like if you love tennis, like I know yeah, Haley yeah. is into tennis. Tennis um, is brutal. What was the funniest moment for you this season? Funniest? Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have to be something that like happened to you or maybe something you saw. Jeez. Um, I don't know. What I find funny might not be what That's all right. is funny, but no, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Man, you're stumping me on these. I think, the you're, hell? I think you're being shy. No. Just trying to think what comes to mind. I'm going to have to come back to that all one right. too. Do you, do you talk inside your helmet to yourself? Nah, not really. Like when you blow a corner, you're like, come on. You nah, don't say anything? I don't do that. It's really common for, for in motocross. Like, oh, it you, is? Yeah, you put, start you, yelling? You start telling yourself you can, you keep going. You yeah. can, like, no. Get after it. Yeah, like, or you blow I a rut. I think I do. I normally get vocal on the radio about something or, you know, that, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's funny actually with simulators. It's interesting to see what people do on simulators. Yeah, Charlie should... Charlie does like some humming kind of thing. Seriously? Yeah, or like uh, makes noises. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have to I imagine mute that. TK does as well. 
Yeah, gosh, TK and his Sims. He's he's all he's over a it. Crazy Sim. I will now. say it was pretty cool to come home a couple times during COVID and the kids aren't in school. I look and Reese is in a room with TK, Pazonia, Barrichello, <laughs> like all these all like of them racing. Yeah, and Reese Newer. I was like, dude, yeah. he's doing good with that stuff though. Yeah, good on him. He's he's loving it. That's what's cool. Uh, who would play you in a movie that wasn't your movie? Oh, I'd be Brad Pitt. We're the closest. You know, we look the Pretty same. Pretty sure that's yeah, a yeah. good choice. Yeah, yeah, we look identical. Um, Emma and the kids are in London. Yeah. Is it, and you're at home. Or what is the best way to waste a day? It's actually it's quite weird when you go into a scenario like that because you're at home and you know typically you've got a twelve year old and a fourteen year old that are fairly noisy and then you've got a three-year-old that's smashing into everything so it's kind of weird like it's i actually try to get out i try to go get really? out you don't stay home nah because it feels weird like because we lost our dogs mm -hmm. uh you know one last year and one the year before that it's just quiet man it's like really so yeah i normally just call someone or just so you know we can hook you up oh yeah there we go Rescue. Yeah. Yeah, we need to. Once we're in one spot, we definitely will be having some rescues, man. But yeah, it's quite a, an eerie situation, man, to be involved in. Yeah. At home by it's, yourself from a normally, you know, most weeks for me are very crazy at home. I thought you were going to say, I travel all the time. So yeah. it's awesome just to like get in my sweats do, and watch Netflix. I do Netflix. enjoy that. But I think when you're in the home environment, it's quiet, it's different. Yeah. Going from a family. So I don't know. Yeah, trust me. You know, some travel days it's nice just to get to the hotel room and, and chill out. But yeah, I'll, I'll I end up training like <clears throat> I'll train in the mornings, and then if I've got an easy afternoon, I'll probably end up getting on the bike or doing something anyway. Get outside. Yeah, keep up with Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, yeah. He's getting after it. Uh, what is the best prank you've pulled off? And it doesn't have to be to the motorsport guys, just in general. The prank. Uh, I don't know. The funniest one I think that I thought was funny was 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 it Matt Sura maybe? Who was it Andretti for a period of time? Uh, oh, I don't know. Doing remember. what? But they driving. Oh, who did you say? Matt Sura. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm like Matt who, but you yeah, I don't know Japanese if it was him. Guy. I think it was somebody around that that kind of era. But they'd uh, they'd somehow connected the his horn on his rental car to his brake pedal. Did you hear that story? <laughs> no, so every time he came to like a stop or a light or anything, the horn was going flat out. I thought that that's that's amazing. <laughs> So I think that's a great prank. I haven't done it, but but that was you're going to work on that. That's a very good one. That's a very good one. It is funny. Uh, there's been some good ones in the paddock, like yeah. Dario cutting up Tony's bike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they, I forget who, but they bought Sage that pink car. That was me and uh, that was me and Dario. That was good. T I don't know if TK was involved in that one, but yeah, the 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 Camaro. What do we call it? The Caramo. The Caramo, <laughs> the bright pink one. And actually, that got him into a load of trouble because they figured out his age and they had to take the loaner car off him. No so way. So we felt really bad after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's still funny. Yeah. That was good. The Caramo. I remember it. And then I remember um, a story with Tag where he had, like, I think he had cursed on the radio to his crew chief yeah. or, or or to Neil and Mickleride or whatever. And they loosened the wheels on his rental car. So he's going down the road. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Just, there is loads. Like even with uh, with 
Connor Daly too, right? When they fill, because he put it, he always puts a pool up behind his motorhome for the 500. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they put all those little beads yep. in there, whatever those things were. Yeah. He's they a put a, did they put the rental car on top of the trash cans this year? There's loads of ones. Took the wheels off that it. Connor's a glutton. Like, yeah, he, he hangs out it. with a bunch of the wrong guys. He loves you know, it. He Rossi loves and Hinch and. They Mark pulled Hill. a prank on me, man. It was after the. I think it was after the. Toronto win, where we tied or broke the record with Mario. So they they uh, end up jumping our fence at home one night, and then we wake up to this like almighty. I thought somebody was shooting in our front uh, front yard. <laughs> And um, so I look on the cameras, and Emma's freaking out. The kids all wake up. Kit's crying his eyes out. And then another one goes off. It's like they were shooting something. And so I go and get, because I clay pigeon shoot, so I go and get my my shotgun out of, you know, the the closet and walk out. I'm just in my undies. And... (laughs) And then I can see on their video camera, I can see these three people hiding behind the, one of the cars in the driveway. And I'm like, man, this is weird. So Emma, Emma sets the alarm off, which calls the police immediately. Oh, this is getting better. Yeah, so then I see them running to the door and I'm like, oh my God, they're trying to get in the house now. But then I go to the front door with the, the gun and uh, yeah, it, was, it was Herder and Rossi. No yeah. way. I'm like, what are you guys doing, man? And they're like, oh, we just thought it was funny to let off these fireworks. And, like, kids <laughs> walking by, like, crying. The girls are, like, you know, all upset as well. And I'm like, dude, it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, the police are coming. You're going to have to get out of here. So, yeah, cops turn up. I'm like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding. Some fireworks that a car threw over the fence. Yeah. Oh, dude. So that was a good prank. My wife didn't enjoy that one much. No. If we ask the kids who their favorite race, their drivers are, who do they say? Um, Hopefully not those two. Poppy likes Joseph. Tilly's <clears throat> not big into racing. She probably, I think she likes Pato. Um, they like Armstrong as well. I think any, you know, as they you like see the, the age, the age start to go down. They get more on a, a common ground. A lot of those guys too have like a really big social following too. So they yeah. enjoy like their videos and all that kind of stuff. I think Reese, his favorite growing up was TK because they were yeah. the same height. I'm yeah, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, yeah. I yeah. think at that point they were like, you know, Reese was eight. Shame for TK that he never grew up. You know, he never got to, <laughs> to proper man's height. I know. Yeah, his nose did, but not as not as uh, legs. Yeah. Well, gosh, he's. I mean, think of how bulked up he got, and now yeah, he's so yeah, thin. Yeah. Like it's. He rides a lot now, man. Yeah. When he's not when he's not uh, video gaming. I mean, uh, simulating. Simulating exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, do you have any? Like, are you working with any charities? Uh, do you still do canteen? Uh, canteen, a little, only when I get home, because that's the New Zealand, uh, over here in America, it's, uh, <coughs> uh, I think kids with cancer or something along, oh, yeah. something along that, that James lines. and Ryan's deal too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which was, um, which was, we did start, uh, working with them a little bit. St. Jude's always been a big one for us. Obviously we've started by, you know, the target, uh, and target house situation. Um, and then. Emma does a little bit of stuff with the Humane Society in Indianapolis and things like that. So yeah, kind of kind of spread a little bit. We Mind in the UK was a big push uh, for Emma and, and myself too because she lost her her, uh, her sister, her younger sister, to, to depression as well. So um, or mental health, I should say. Um, so yeah, yeah. 
There's a few. Okay. I just, yeah. if you feel yeah. free to throw them out. There's lots of great charities out there, man. And if you can ever give, that's, that's, yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think you're done. Sweet. I think, uh, I really do appreciate you coming by. No, of being course. my first episode. Um, obviously wish you nothing but the best. Oh, we'll see you petite. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, um. Petite and then you're going to come to Le Mans next year. Hopefully I'm driving at Le Mans. Yeah. If you're driving at Le Mans next year, I'll, I'll come. Cool. Yeah, you should. You should. And I'm bringing Billy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. We don't, you know, Solo's not so good. Nah, you'll be fine, mate. It'll you be fine. You know fun. enough people. You know enough people. It'll be cool. It's a good vibe. But, but thank uh, you, man. Thanks, anyway. Um, I'm going to, can you, can you sign that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then I think we're going to auction it off for these guys. They oh, just took on... Uh, they're over full and they're under financed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just so you know, this is, uh, I don't know if you remember, because you're tied with Trey Lee. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Nelson was one of his riders yeah, that yeah. got paralyzed. Yeah. This is his wife's. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Very cool. Um, so Emily. Yeah. And uh, and then the other one is Warrior Built. Yeah. Who's, uh, it's for uh, veterans. Nice. It's a local thing. Yeah. That has, uh, it's an awesome facility. So Monster helps them out and they have a race shop. They do off-road racing. Yeah. They have a PTSD room and a weight room and a oh, music right. room, and I just heard they have a room for podcasts. So oh, cool. we're going to do an episode out there, but just just kind of one of the, yeah. the things we're doing. Awesome, man! All Thank right, you. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Good Thank to see you, you, mate. Yep. Cheers. So that's it. That's our first episode with Scott Dixon. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed all the stories. Uh, I did do some digging. Uh, I think I got a couple of stories that nobody's ever heard, at least here in America. And uh, look for things on YouTube and Instagram, and we have more guests coming.